Are you ready to witness greatness? NFL fans, welcome to the largest tailgate party in the nation. Let's go! Different day, same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Victory is the end game. We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is... Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Now, we're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No. Oh, welcome in. It's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, the official podcast over here. We'll have Jared Smith, lead betting analyst over there at Fox Sports Radio in just a minute. Bill Krakenberger, sports handicapper from Crack Wins. He'll be along in just a few minutes. New users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. I'm Brian No. Okay, let's welcome him in. Jared Smith, uh, fresh off of the divisional round, which, hey, man, it was ball, and that's about as much as I can say about it. We got some drama with the Cowboys and Niners, but, man, that was not exactly... Uh, dramatic football last weekend, which is billed as the best weekend of the entire season. So I'm hoping for a lot more drama during Championship Sunday over here. Yeah, I think the cream rose to the top. I think that definitely, like, we we got the four best teams this week. And, you know, the Bills have been kind of in that vein all year long, and they've been a little volatile because of Josh Allen. But four of the top five teams in the DVOA ratings are playing this weekend, with the Bills being the only one that that isn't. So I definitely think these two games offer very intriguing handicaps. You throw a Mahomes ankle injury into the mix, and a lot of uncertainty with both games. I think I feel a little bit more certain about what's going to happen in Philly. With the Bengals-Chiefs game, it, it really is dependent on, on, on how Patty feels. Well, let's start with that uh, Niners-Eagles game. Let's not let's cut right to the chase. What do you think is going to happen in that game? <laughs> you feel more confident about that one? What are you yeah. confident about? Well, I, I think to, I'll preface it with this because the only bet that I've made so far this week, we're recording this on a Wednesday, is, is a Niners-Chiefs uh, teaser. And it's a very simple teaser. It's kind of the exact same you know, strategy last week. It's the, the Wong teaser strategy. You move up through both key numbers, and you just kind of hope for, for two close games. When you dig into the line movement a little bit, when you actually look at the matchup, I think Philly has a little bit of an edge. And I, I do think they, they will likely win the game more scenarios than not. Because I, I, I've seen some you know, chinks in the armor a little bit with the Niners defending mobile quarterbacks. And I think that's going to be a big factor in this game. Now, I know that their defense wasn't fully healthy for this game back, I think it was week six, but very early in the season, Marcus Mariota kind of shredded them. And the quarterback design runs were very successful. And I think the play action off the quarterback design runs was even more successful. And that's going to be the big factor in this game because the one Niners weakness all year has been the secondary. So if they can get the running game going and if Jalen Hurts' legs can be a factor, then you you know add in the... RPO play action game off of that and they've got two great stud receivers Smith um, and 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 um, AJ Brown and I think those are the two guys that are going to cause a lot of problems unlike last week when it was more running game and it was more tight end play with Goddard I think the outside play and the play action Jalen Hurts's legs will be a massive massive factor in this game and I think that's where the Eagles have a bit of an edge 
Well, A.J. Brown is hoping for that so he doesn't have to throw another temper tantrum with only three catches. I love how some of these diva wide receivers spin it like, oh, no, 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 I'm not not a malcontent. Really? Because you look like one last week only getting three catches while you were steamrolling the Giants. But I digress. I digress. You got a couple of notes over here, Jared. Let's start with the Niners, how they fared against mobile quarterbacks. And you did see Jalen Hurts. This wasn't vintage Jalen Hurts from the, the bulk of the regular season, but he's coming back from that sprained shoulder. And he, he did do a little bit in the running game. He looked at least healthy enough to be a weapon against the 49ers in this matchup. What have you seen from the Niners, how they fared against mobile QBs? Yeah, again, that specific matchup. So I, I threw out, when I was looking at priors, I kind of pushed aside – the, the week one game in Chicago. First of all, it was week one of the regular season. Second of all, it was a, a, a torrential downpour. Third of all, it was Trey Lance at quarterback, and the game was already kind of low scoring from the start, and that's not where I, I, I tracked this game. So I, I threw that game out, and I really honed in on that game in week six between the Falcons and the Niners. And it, again, Mariota, five design quarterback runs for 35 yards and a touchdown, three first downs. He also had a scramble, and the play-action game was really deadly. Six for six on throws with play-action with two touchdown passes, and his time-to-throw rate was 2.14 seconds, which if you extrapolated that out for the full season, it'd be the lowest, shortest time-to-throw rate of any quarterback in the league. So the translation is they were very decisive, wide-open throws on play-action, and the running game was successful with Mariota. So I think that's going to be the big focus for D'Amico Ryans this week. Again, a lot of starters were injured in that game, but the scheme was the same. So you plug in some of those better above replacement starters, maybe the run game looks a little different. But I'd be concerned if I was the Niners defense trying to defend Jalen Hurts on the edge because, again, that sets up a lot of one-on-one matchups with really positive receivers. Again, Brown and Smith, two of the best in the league, against a secondary that has been a little susceptible this year. I'm really curious how much Jalen Hurts runs because against the Giants, nine carries for 34 yards and a touchdown. Pretty good. That's not bad. And especially off of that injury, we didn't know how much he was going to run at all. Mm. So it was definitely a, a good sign for Philadelphia. I'm just really curious how much he does run against the 49ers because he might need to. He might need to scramble and pick up some yards, use his legs, be a weapon like that. How about the Philly defense? The pass defense has been fantastic, number one in the league. But you've got some strength of schedule numbers over here. You're diving in. <laughs> I, I picture you with the uh, the spectacles on over here. Oh, like, yeah. let's look a little bit closer at this Philly defense. What have you uncovered here, Jared? Well, it's it's funny because you, I, it's hard not to dive deeper when you only have two games. But also, you don't want to analysis paralysis. But I do think the one thing that I always rely on at this time of year is – who you faced and when you faced them. Because I think our, our overall roller, the NFL season is a roller coaster. So every team playing this weekend has had weeks where they've looked really bad. And every team playing this weekend, for the most part, has been really good. The Eagles defense has been fantastic almost throughout the entire season. But if you look at the last eight weeks, which is, you know, the recent form matters. It's, that's why we weight a lot of these, you know, numbers. They've faced seven teams. Five of the seven have offensive lines that are bottom five in pressure rate allowed. They face the Giants three times, the Bears, and the Titans. Those three units, arguably three of the worst offensive lines in the league. The two best offensive lines that the Eagles have faced in the last two months have been the Saints and the Cowboys, and they lost both games. And they gave up 40 to the Cowboys in that game. So I could see the Niners' offensive line. Last week, it was just... 
you know, it was basically they, they drew a spot right where Daniel Jones was standing and the Eagles just collapsed the pocket. I don't see that being the case this week around Brock Purdy. Now, the Cowboys did a really good job in moving Purdy off his spot. But I, I don't know if the Cowboys – I think Cowboys defense is the best in the league, frankly, at getting pressure. And I don't think the Eagles defense is going to be as successful. And I could see the, the Niners blocking and scheming very well because that's who the Niners are. So as good as the Eagles defense looked last week and as good as they've looked and they've been fantastic all year, especially getting pressure and, and sacking the quarterback, I could see Brock Purdy in the offense having a little more success probably on the outside game, running the game, is, running the ball as well than, than, than what the Giants did last week. You know what's interesting is this isn't, for me, exactly a deep dive. I would say it's a surface dive. (laughs) But sometimes numbers on the surface can still be pretty interesting. If you go back to uh, the Niners, while we're talking about both defenses over here, Philly Mm -hmm. and the Niners in this matchup, if you go back to the Niners game last week against Dallas and just ask the question, like, who ran the ball better? Was it San Francisco or was it Dallas? I would think most people would say San Francisco, and that technically is the right answer. But what is interesting is that both the Niners and the Cowboys averaged 3.5 yards per rush. They had the same exact average per rush, and it was just that the Niners ran it 10 more times and racked up a little bit more yardage that way. But what's interesting in this matchup against Philly is Christian McCaffrey – who rushed it only 10 times for 35 yards, did have a touchdown last week against Dallas. How effective is Christian McCaffrey with the calf injury that he's nursing in that running game collectively? Because the less that the Niners are able to run it, the more Brock Purdy will need to do. And against the number one pass defense in the NFL, that's not a great combination. So I think it starts with the running game for the 49ers, how well do they run it against Philly? That's a huge question in that game. I agree. I think the Ni- so the the reason that I think the Niners, you know, on the surface look better running the ball is because at the end of the game they were having a lot of success. Yeah. Whereas the Cowboys really shut it down early and they turned Brock Purdy into a passer early in the game, but in the second half when they needed the drive to go down the field and score the game-winning touchdown, it was a lot of Elijah Mitchell up the middle. I mean, it was just straight up the middle. McCaffrey was a little dinged up, and that's something I've heard from, from some Niners people that I uh, uh, talked to this week. His under in attempts prop could be um, something to look at because I've heard he's a little dinged up. Elijah Mitchell also a little dinged up. And if the Niners are behind, you downgrade the, the, the running game as well a little bit. So I think game script and injury updates might keep me off of a McCaffrey prop to the over this week. But the rushing attempts under, I think, has maybe a little value if you can find 14 and a half is where I was kind of seeing the peak in the market. No, interesting. Let's move over to the AFC matchup here. Chiefs hosting the Bengals. Can the Chiefs finally get over the Bengals hump like that? Sounds pretty crazy, but yeah. Mahomes 0 and 3. 0 for 3 against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And that's the, the million dollar question. I mean, we have to start with Mahomes, the high ankle sprain. No rushing props right now on Bet MGM. No rushing total. Nothing, none of that, which I find is interesting. I mean, uh, again, surface level, a surface dive. How effective do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to be with that ankle injury? He's going to be fine. I, I, and, and last week, the Bengals' offensive line was the most talked about thing in the entire, of the entire week besides you know, some of the really 
you know, obvious quarterback matchups. But the biggest talking point was, oh, how are the Bengals going to protect Joe Burrow? And and I, I, I bought into it, too. But that wasn't a factor at all. I think this week it's Mahomes' ankle. And I'm not saying he's going to be 100%. I'm not, I'm not saying that. And I, I'm sure there will be some moments where he looks limited. But I would take a 75% Patrick Mahomes than uh, I would say 90, 95% of the other quarterbacks in the league. And that's he's just one of those athletes that – and I think this is also one of those spots where the best athletes, when they get nicked up – and, you know, Patrick's injury is serious, but it's not like ACL, torn ACL, torn UCL serious. It's an injury that he obviously can play through. He focuses in on other areas because these guys are such good athletes that – and I can't speak to it because I'm not this level of athlete. But from people that I've talked to that are close to athletes – when they get injuries, the star, star athletes. Like, you think Kobe Bryant would, 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 would miss an NBA Finals game if he had a sprained ankle or LeBron James? Like, it's just, it's just not happening, and I'm sure he plays better on it because he focuses on the other areas that he can control. And I think Patrick, he's going to still make some pretty, pretty jaw-dropping throws this weekend. I think so, too. I just – I keep wondering, and it was the, the day of, right, the ankle injury against the, the Jags, but some of the plays that he didn't make – I don't expect him to not make any plays, but it's the special plays that he routinely makes. If he's not able to make those, then where does it leave you? Because there were a couple of plays. There was a screen pass that he one-hopped his receiver, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> like that, That's not what we're used to with Mahomes. And it's the off-script stuff. It's him rolling out. It's him extending a play. It's him doing some crazy razzle-dazzle, a pirouette, and a Kareem skyhook for a touchdown. It's like, how did he do that? I don't know how many times we're going to say that about Mahomes on Sunday. And if he's not doing Mahomes-like things, like, let's not forget, this guy's been fully healthy as they've lost every time to the Bengals. So I'm not going to paint this picture like the Chiefs have no shot whatsoever because that would be foolish. Of course they have a shot. But I just wonder how many of those special plays that Mahomes would make fully healthy he's not going to make and how big of a difference. That could swing the game just right there before you get to any of the other layers. But it's just Mahomes not being able to be special. That could prevent the Chiefs from losing easily. Uh, Prevent them from winning easily, I should say. Yeah, I mean, I guess the question is, Define special because he. I think he's going to make some plays on Sunday, and you're going to say, "Wow, he made that play with a high ankle sprain." Like that's special. Like, where, like, where would you make the line? Now? Like, is the line wrong? Like, the Chiefs are favored now. Like, after what we saw yesterday with right. Mahomes not limping and practicing, are, are you saying that that the original line, which was you know yesterday before the the Mahomes news, which was Chiefs plus two and a half. Is that where you would feel comfortable buying in on Kansas City then? Because well, I'll give you, you an Patrick's example. Patrick's not going to make that, those, those plays. Right. As far as the special plays, go back to last week, the beginning of the game, the jump pass. I don't think he's making that throw against the Bengals. Uh, the play where he hit Kelsey for the first touchdown. He rolls to the right. There's a linebacker draped all over him. He throws it to Kelsey while falling down. I don't think he's going to make that play either. It's just those type of plays where – He's extending it. He's doing something special. I would expect him to manipulate his arm angle and do that type of stuff. But in terms of using his legs to run away from defenders, to either set up him running the ball or a special pass or something like that, I don't think we're going to see that from Mahomes. I think we're going to see him do some things like you just said, where you're like, wow, he did that with a high ankle sprain? But you're not going to say, 
man, he looks completely healthy. He looks just like Patrick Mahomes. I don't think we're going to say that about him on Sunday. I hope you're wrong because that would make the game a lot less entertaining. I, I think I don't really know how he feels, and I, I don't know how he's going to look 100%. I do think the thing that I'm certain of is every single person that I've talked to this week it believes what you believe. And that is what we heard last week with the Bengals' offensive line. And the one thing I've learned about this league is when everyone thinks it's going to zig, it sacks. And so everyone's counting out Mahomes to make any special plays this week, and that means I think he's going to make a ton of special plays. That's just how I feel. We'll see yeah. if I'm wrong. I hope you're right, but I think you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, he's going to do – I can't imagine that he's just going to be – pedestrian performance he doesn't do anything special he's too good even with a high ankle sprain for him not to do anything special I'm just saying I don't think we're I think we're going to see a clear difference that's all I'm saying oh yeah of course 100 percent we're not he's not going to be 100 percent but I think we're underestimating the value of Andy Reid and I think we're underestimating his his eyes and his brain and his arm and what makes Patrick Mahomes great is his ability to make the right play in the right spot. And his legs get him there sometimes. But I think right now we are focused too much on one body part and not the, the full Mahomes body. Again, eyes, arm. That's what makes Patrick special. There's a lot of guys that have really great arms. But it's the eyes and the brain that is not sprained this week. That is really what makes him the best. And that is still functioning at 100%. I trust Andy Reid, who also eyes and brain unmatched, to make sure that there's a game. See, that's the difference. The game plan that we saw last Sunday when he got hurt was, was for that game, or that Saturday, excuse me, was for that game. Andy Reid has eight days to plan out something to make this work. And Patrick, again, eyes, arm, brain, unmatched. Legs, there's plenty of guys with legs like Patrick in the league. Eyes, arm, brain, nobody has that combination. That's where I think people are underestimating what Patrick can do this week and what this Chiefs offense is capable of. Well, I think if you climb into the shoes of Lou Anarumo, the Bengals' defensive coordinator, how do you go about attacking the Chiefs? And the first thing is, you know, one of the first things is try to limit the running game, right? Like, limit that. Um, because if you look at the Bengals last week, good. I, I'm sorry, the Chiefs last week against Jacksonville, good on the ground. They averaged just under five yards per rush. That's good. What's interesting is Jacksonville had the same exact number of rushing yards. They both rushed for 144, uh, the Jags and the Chiefs in that game, and the Chiefs had 11 more carries. So that was pretty interesting. I didn't realize Jacksonville's running game was as effective. But if you're focusing on how do you defend the Chiefs, try to limit the effectiveness of Isaiah Pacheco in that running game. By the way, Pacheco's rushing prop is at 47.5. Seems pretty low, but you focus in on that. And then also, who killed the Jags last week? It was Travis Kelsey. The dude had 14 catches. If I'm Lou Anarumo, I'm trying to slow down the running game, and I'm bracketing Travis Kelsey, and I'm making dudes like MVS and Juju and Tony, and those dudes beat me. When Mahomes isn't feeling 100%, I am not allowing Travis Kelsey. I Remember how Bill Belichick used to shut down both Kelsey and Tyreek Hill? There's no Tyreek Hill. How Travis Kelsey gets 14 catches without a number one wide receiver around him is freaking crazy. That 
will not happen against the real defensive coordinator in Lou Anarumo. Yeah, I agree. And and the Jaguars, I mean, it was a terrible matchup. They, they they struggle to defend tight ends even when they're trying to defend them. And, you know, they, they, they couldn't guard the Chargers tight ends either. And the Jaguars just didn't – they knew that, all right, Travis Kelsey's going to get his. We have to try to figure out a way um, to stop the other guys. And they really didn't do a good job uh, doing anything, frankly. If, if Henny doesn't – you know, if, if Mahomes doesn't get hurt in that game, I think the Chiefs win probably by, by two or three scores. But – you know, it was a different game. Once the injury happened, things change. And Luana Rumo's done a fantastic job of making adjustments. So this was a, a defensive coordinator. We talked about this a few weeks ago when they faced the Bucks. You know, they were getting their butts kicked in the first half of that Tampa Bay game. And then Lou goes into halftime and makes adjustments. And, you know, contrary to Peyton Manning's belief, I think the coaches probably do make some adjustments at halftime. Maybe the players just get their Gatorade and, and, and drink their, uh, you know, eat their, eat their protein bars before they go back out. But the coaches make adjustments, and, and Tom Brady didn't cross midfield in the third quarter of that game uh, against the Bengals. And then in week 13, so Travis Kelsey went off in the AFC Championship game last year, 10 catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. The rematch in week 13, and it was a pretty highly billed game. Obviously, there was some you know, standing and seeding uh, implications, but also anytime the Chiefs and the Bengals face each other now, it's going to have this you know, drip, this drama that drips because of what happened in the AFC title game last year. Well, Lou Anaruma said, all right, Travis, I'm not letting you beat me this time. And it's ironic because the Bengals actually give up a ton of yards to slot receivers. They're third worst in defending the slot this year, giving up over nine yards per pass against wide receivers. They're about six and a half yards per pass. So they're much better guarding the number one wide receivers than they are the slot guys. Well, Travis Kelsey lines up in the slot more than any other player on the Chiefs roster. In that game in week 13, he lined up 17 times in the slot, but was only targeted five times. He had four catches for 56 yards. He fumbled. It was his worst game of the year. The only time he even had any space at all was when he was matched up on the middle linebacker, Logan Wilson. When it was Bates, the safety, Hilton, their best cover corner, and Von Bell, their other safety, lined up directly with Kelsey in the slot. Just three targets, two catches, 19 yards. So that's the adjustment that Lou makes. Season-long data says the Bengals struggle against slot guys, but he moved Bell, Hilton, one of his best cover guys, into the slot to face Kelsey in that game. And you saw the light bulb switch. Now, where does Kelsey line up in this game? Who freaking knows? Andy Reid could put him in the backfield for all we know. But I definitely think there is a bit of a, of a, of a changeup that needs to be made with the Chiefs offense because I think Lou's got a beat on, on, on Kelsey in the slot. Well, I'll say this. The last thing on my end is it's interesting always in football how a wounded animal is more dangerous and I mean that team-wise. I mean it collectively. Yeah. Where last week, it was the Bengals who had this decimated offensive line, three starters out, and they played great against Buffalo. And part of that was Buffalo's pass rush was non-existent. But you got to give credit to Joe Burrow, that offensive line. They gave up one sack against Buffalo. Impressive. And I think collectively, they know. They know when they have a weak spot. The whole team knows that. And they stepped it up big time against Buffalo. It's going to be really interesting with Kansas City, with their guy, Patrick Mahomes, who is wounded right now. He's got the high ankle sprain. And I want to see just how the the Chiefs respond to that. How much does the defense pick it up? Does that defense come out and they are just psychos in the best way possible with Chris Jones, with Frank Clark, and they – they take advantage of that Bengals offensive line. I, yeah. I want to know just collectively how much 
the people around Patrick Mahomes pick up their play because they know their star isn't 100%. That is fascinating about football, and you see it time and time and time again. But, hey, both uh, both teams are wounded in terms of that. Offensive line for the Bengals, Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. Something's got to give, but that's just something. We could get into the nerd numbers and the deep dives and all that stuff. Some of it is just like back against the wall. Our guy is hurt. It's time to pick it up. And sometimes teams do play uh, above their average and above their heads. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. I, I honestly think because of all of the negative things we're hearing about the Chiefs this week, and everyone is betting the Bengals. About 8 out of 10 human beings who are gambling this week are, are betting the Bengals. You know that's you know who I like based off just off of that. Um, but I, I think this is the rare opportunity where we bet the Chiefs as a contrarian bet at home with Patrick Mahomes under set. It is a very rare opportunity. We might never get this opportunity ever again to bet the Chiefs as a home underdog, and they're not home underdogs anymore, but you had a pretty big gap yesterday and in, into Monday where you could have bet them as a home underdog in a playoff game with Patrick Mahomes officially playing. I know it's not official official, but it, it's pretty official. Yeah. Like I, I, I think this, that might have been the only time in his whole career that he's a home underdog in a playoff game. I honestly believe that <laughs> unless we get to like, you know, at the end of his career when he's, you know, running around like 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 me, like, you know, sprinting, like limping around the field. Um, literally, I thought you were going to say not, Brady, but you went straight to you. I like. Yeah, that. That well, good, yeah. Brady's a freak. I can't I can't, you know, speak speak negatively about about Tom, but I, it might be the only time he's ever a home underdog in his whole career. And it, he's not even going to close a home underdog, but you had a chance to bet him as a, as a home dog this week. So we'll see how it plays out. Should be a fun game. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Okay, hey, check us out on Saturday. So we'll have Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American with us, Jared Smith, lead betting analyst, Fox Sports Radio. Also, myself, Brian No. So Saturday on Fox Sports Radio, 9 a.m. until noon Eastern time. We'll get you all set for Championship Sunday and beyond. Lots of ball to discuss. So make sure you check us out. It's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. Catch us on Fox Sports Radio Saturday. Earn a $50 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to Invite a Friend. And in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $50 bonus. BetMGM, the king of sports books. All right, I want to welcome in here Bill Krakenberger, sports handicapper from crackwins.com. And, man, we are getting all set for Championship Sunday over here. Championship Sunday. Let's just get into this uh, Bengals-Chiefs matchup, Crack. It's all about Mahomes, the ankle injury. How effective is he going to be? Right now at BetMGM, the Chiefs are a one-point favorite. We've got a lot of line movement throughout the week. Probably going to get a lot more leading up to game time. You've got a prop bet already, but you're against your own prop guy. I want to hear this whole story, Crack. What's uh, what's the story? So yesterday, I guess Mahomes looked pretty good on the field. Automatically, a couple different sharp groups, including my, 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 my buddy who's really good at props. He's a winning prop player. He said, oh, we should bet over 280.5 on Mahomes and on, on his yards, over on his attempts, over on completions. I was real hesitant to do that because, listen, okay, great. I know it's, it's probably a little bit lower than it should be with 100% healthy Mahomes. However, I, one little crack at this guy's leg, he's done. He, even if he comes out for two series, you know, the, 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 the yardage prop is dead. The, the, you know, so unless there's some big breakaway touchdowns or something but 
I am not – I'm hesitant to bet over now anyway, this time of the year more than any. I'll be looking to bet under on a lot. I'm not going to bet under Mahomes. I'm not doing that. But I'm just not as sure as he is uh, at, at the over here. Now, do I want it to win? Yeah, I want it to win. Absolutely. But I, I, I'm just hesitant to bet it myself. Um, you can still – there's still 281 and a half in the market. Uh, bet MGM had 280 and a half just this morning. I think they, I think they still do. I mean, it's it's just – Something I'm not betting because I just know that in that team locker room, just think about Cincinnati. They're not, they don't want to hurt the guy, but they wouldn't mind hurting his leg. Mm. You know? Yeah, I wonder how often it happens to you, Crack, where putting the money on the table sometimes changes your thinking. Like this, right? Like uh, if you go in thinking, oh, Bengals, Mahomes is injured. Oh, and you fork down whatever is a significant amount to you. There are a lot of times where you're like, oh, you start seeing the other way where it's like, uh, but Mahomes might be healthy enough. The Chiefs might make some plays. I, how often does it happen to you where you go in like, oh, gosh, I love this bet. And then you fork your money down. And you're like, oh, man, I see all the ways this could go wrong. Huh. Well, uh, I have been known to get off things. So if I bet something, uh, I, I, I see some reasoning or logic the other way. I'll get off of it. But it's rare because yeah. I hate to lay negative ev 11 to 10 the other way giving back some of the negative ev to to the sports books um this particular week i thought when i went since he went to be a favorite wow imagine getting casey at home in a playoff spot like this as a home dog god mm-hmm. and uh they, they were up there cincinnati was up there you know to two and a half points at once and uh you know i seem the book that opens up the lines actually opened this game kansas city minus three it lasted for two minutes but it was there you could have bet Cincinnati plus three. So literally, you could have bet both sides plus three, laying some juice off. But you could have had that on a playoff game. That would have been unbelievable. I did not get that chance to do that. Um, this particular situation is is now the line flip-flopped. Kansas City's favorite by one, a solid one everywhere. I even see this game probably going to one and a half by game time. But, mm-hmm. um, you know... There's lots of eyeballs on these four teams right now. These NF, these NFL conference championship games, they're, they're, the, the bookmakers have to get the lines right. They, you know, they only have two games to put up there to, to look at. So these bookmakers, you know, it's pretty hard to get a line wrong for uh, this situation in the conference championship games. There's no reason why people should be forcing betting sides here when you have so many secondary markets, proposition markets, alternate line markets. Uh, There's other things you can be betting on. You don't have to bet on the ironed out NFL side. It's interesting too, Crack, where uh, you're leaning Cincinnati here. And I'd actually give you a compliment on this because, uh, man, the Bengals are a huge public play right now. Like eight out of 10 people are on the Bengals here. And sharp guys like you, you know, sometimes they're like, I got to be on the sharp side no matter what. I, I don't know how you think about it, Crack. I think about it. It's not about the public side, the sharp side. It's about the winning side. And you got to think for yourself. Like sometimes you're along with the public. Sometimes you're against the public. But if you feel stronger on one side than the other, I really don't get caught up in, is it the public side? Is it the sharp side? So break that down for a sharp uh, for a crack. How do you go about 
um, diagnosing a game and well, whether you most, even entertain what's the public and what's yeah, the Yeah, it's a side. good subject. Most most people, what they'll do is they'll, when they, these sports books will talk about that, they'll say, oh, we have uh, public money on this side well, or sharp money on this side, whatever it may be. I, I, they can't get down on that side. You can't get down on that side of, of, of a game. In other words, you can't get down on that side at that number. So no longer should that even be discussed. I mean, that, that number. Mm-hmm. So whenever, even when like Jason comes on Ben MGM, I want to know like this, this week in particular, I think this would be a good segment with him where he'll tell us exactly what, uh, what they need at the number, because I want to know that, uh, listen, if he says he needs something at, uh, you know, plus two, that they booked a lot of plus two, and now the line's minus one, well, that doesn't mean it's the public side anymore. That doesn't mean, that's just what they need at that number. I want to know what they need at the current number. That's what I really want to know. And I haven't even asked uh, Jason that all season, and I hope I remember to ask him on Sunday. If not, Brian, ask him that, because I want to know what they need at the current number, not not what they needed at a number that moved three points. So, um, because then, then, what the, then what happens is the listening public says, oh, I got to be on the bookmaker side. I'll jump on that. Well, maybe you're jumping on three points worse. The bookmaker yeah. will still win and you'll lose. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. If we shift over to the NFC matchup, San Francisco at Philly, uh, Philly a two and a half point favorite as we speak right now on Thursday. And you made a comment right before we started recording this crack where you're still trying to find someone who likes San Fran. I am. And I feel the same way. It's yeah. it's hard to find them. And look, we all know their credentials. They've got a, a strong defense. They've got weapons galore offensively, Brock Purdy not being one of them. <laughs> but they do have sure. a lot of talent around the quarterback. I just look at this crack where, look, if that, if that 49ers running game is just okay – and that's how it was against Dallas. Sure. Going up against Philly's number one pass defense on the road, that's a lot different than facing Dallas at home. It's, yep. it's one of the first surface things I think of when I look at this matchup. Yeah, no, no. It, listen, this game can go either way. Nothing would surprise me. San Fran beat the, could beat them by 10. Philadelphia could beat them by 10. Nothing would surprise me in this game. We all know San Fran's on a roll. Uh, Philly kind of showed that they uh, they aren't the the you know the, the team that they were at the beginning of the season towards the end of the season or even the middle when Washington beat them at home in this spot. So uh, anything can happen, like we say on a, any given Sunday, especially uh, in, in championship games. Here we've seen over the years. So um, listen. Do I, do I think Philly's going to win the game? Sure, I really do. I think Philly's going to win. Did I bet it with my money? No, I didn't bet it. I didn't bet it. I didn't bet. But do I think they're going to win? Yeah, I think they'll win. They're at home. They're they're in a good spot there. And 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 uh, you know, I always talk about how hard it is to play at the link. And uh, they're they're a good first half team. That could be a bet. I mean, there's so many ways to to bet this game. Um, again, I'll I'll be looking at secondary markets and proposition markets. I won't be looking at a side. One thing that you're looking at is Miles Sanders, the Eagles running back. Yep. What are you thinking in terms of attempts, yards? Uh, what's your uh, your first uh, breakdown as far as that goes, Craig? Yeah, we have um, we, we 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 have under we have uh, under on on him. Um, I didn't even bet it yet that much. Sanders under fourteen and a half attempts, under fifty six and a half yards. Um, I, I I I lean to both of them. And I think that's going to be that. It's going to be that type of a game, though, that uh, Sanders will, um, you know, come in under fourteen and a half attempts. A lot of attempts, Jesus, just a lot of attempts for any, anyone on any given Sunday. But uh, so leaning towards that, and um, 
I'll have a lot of unders more towards game time, hoping some of the more marquee names um, that, that, that will get be, be getting bet over. I mean, think about it. Do you know anyone that's betting like a Kittle under? Do you know anyone betting? Mm, yeah, right. I mean, who's betting under on that? Nobody. So the bookmakers add five, six, eight, ten yards to that number already. <laughs> it may actually, and they'll still bet over the public. So I may even get a better, a better yardage uh, on him and 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 another, you know, all all the guy, all the keep uh, running backs, receivers. Every you may get the key ones because. Public loves to bet over. It's fun to bet over. Mm-hmm. It's so boring to bet under and not wanting any action. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I just we've seen it in these games. It happened to me last week, crack, and you too. We you were on Burrow the completion over, and I was on the attempts over, and we easily would have gotten there. But the Bills got blown out. The Bills forgot to show up, not, and the Bengals just running really, the ball at yeah, the end. Yeah, I don't so, like making excuses for losing, but. That's well, exactly I'm just saying right. that's how if it the works. Bills man, would, no, that, that's, I, I that's had reality it. I had it for a lot of money too. So the, the point is, though, how up. these games play out is Philly yep. up in the fourth quarter. Well, the Miles Sanders thing that yeah. that might not work out sure. is uh, San Francisco trailing in the fourth quarter. Right. What looked to be great Kittle under that could blow up in your face, right? Like it really does depend on. I think the the forecast of prop bets. You really got to start with. Which side do you like, right? Like, I would start with that and then just use that as a gauge. I'm not saying that would prevent me from betting over or under on a prop, but it's just something to consider instead of just diving into props and like, oh, this guy, like, really think about how you guess the game will play out and who's leading by how much late and that type of thing. Yep. Yep, yep. No, it's 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 really good, good points. And I I was thinking Kittle, but I meant Kelsey. But Kittle, I, mean, I was thinking Kelsey. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, but, hey, yeah, yeah. Sure. Kelsey, everyone, and Kittle too. But everyone's betting Kel. I can't name anyone betting Kelsey under. Oh, yeah, he's not going to do good this game. That could be I mean, a really good bet, crack. Yeah, it could. But it could be. But that I guess it could be if uh, Kansas City's ahead in the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, and also, I just I'm curious why like Tyree Kill, we all know, is not on this team anymore. Belichick did a good job of bracketing and slowing down Kelsey and Tyreek Hill at the same time a few years ago, right? There's no Tyreek Hill. So if you're Lou Anarumo, the Bengals defensive coordinator, how do you allow Kelsey to do anything significant in this game? Mahomes is banged up. Right? Who are the other receivers that scare you? Is it Juju? Is it MVS? Is it Tony? There's right. nobody. Like, make those yeah. dudes beat you. Don't let Travis Kelsey do it. Sure, sure, sure. A lot of those guys uh, that that are the you know even backups, even the backups. I I was reading you know that this this particular week is a good week to bet on some of those backups. Bet bet you know the so. Um, uh, it's it's it should be. Listen, I'm saying bet on them. Uh, what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say is, it's actually a week that they put they put yards up. Which a lot of the, to get any given Sunday they don't put the yards up on the on the backup guys. So this week they'll have yards on a lot of different people uh, because there's only two games to bet on. So they want they want you to bet as much action as you can bet. Might be some good good uh, unders on those guys too that are never featured in the prop market. So uh, usually only the Super Bowl and, and this championship round. So it should be fun. It should be a really fun weekend. I'm looking forward to these games big time. And, you know, it's funny, Brian, you guys don't know this. <laughs> we filmed the show the other day. And um, when, when we're having our Sunday show, 
for some reason, the entire week, I'm thinking to myself, God, I can't believe we're going to be doing our show and the first hour of the game we're basically going to miss. I'm not even thinking because I'm so much back East Coast, West Coast, East Coast, West Coast. I, I wasn't even thinking. I'm on the West Coast. So I still got two hours. So oh, I was good. able to run around and do some stuff after our show. But I was like, oh, my God, how are we going to – same thing this week, 12 o'clock start, and our, our show is 7 to 10 here in Vegas. So I'm happy to, happy to know that I have two full hours to get down on San Fran, Philadelphia, stuff but i'll have great stuff during the show like i always do i'll get literally when it, it's like like late breaking news when it hits the tv every yeah. week i get breaking news or you know breaking plays for my guys and i give them out on on our show which is fantastic it's been a great year by the way great year giving out stuff on that show i've run so well on our countdown to kickoff show wow Wow. Uh, Cincinnati scoring first again last week at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, give out all four quarterbacks under one and a half. That went three and one. It's just every week was, has, has really been running really well on the show, and I hope to continue that to the last quarter here of the shows. I love it. Hey, be sure to check out the new look and features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love, whether it's live betting, the Daily Lions Boost, or the Cash Out feature. New users can use the code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. Just like Crack was saying – Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. That will be on Sunday with myself, Brian No, Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com, and our guy Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran who is a diehard Chiefs fan. I wonder, Crack, how, how ticked off. I really could. I could troll Jeff on Sunday and yeah. just be bangles, 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 and see if I can get <laughs> Schwartz to turn red i really could i could this is one skill i have is i didn't getting think about people that he's a giant me. kansas city fan oh my he god loves he's a big fan <laughs> you sense on the text thread just a little where i'm like hey man Bengals. i i like the Bengals in this one and he's like oh 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 so the chiefs have no chance huh brian like they have no chance with, I'm, I'm not saying that jeff he's already worked up on the texts craig so i could get him to just he's blow good. a gasket on sunday if you want me to you know wow just let me know. I can make Sounds that happen. Fun. But yeah, it will be Sunday from uh, 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern time. So we'll get you all set for Championship Sunday. Join us then on Fox Sports Radio.